This is Steeler Country, episode 165 for week 10, 2015, when the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 30-9, to recorded November 17th, 2015. Okay, can we talk about the play of the game? Can we talk yes. about the uh, the play? Well, can, that I lead, I, can I lead up to it then? Yeah. Okay, uh, I mean, basically, we're talking about the same play. I think we're talking about the same play because there's only there's one, only play, one of the play, game. play of the game. Okay, okay. And and last week, Joe was really dissing my man Landry Jones saying Michael Vick should play, but Landry Jones had the best play of the game. Am I right? Uh, yeah, no, yes, maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Mm-mm. We're talking about the same play. No, I don't think we are. <laughs> We're talking about the same play, and Landry Jones made it happen. Everybody thinking it was the effect. The game, and no, no. What no. Here. I'm talking about when his ankle got stepped on. That was the play of the game. <laughs> oh. Landry Jones was in on the play of the game. Oh. Ouch! That's so nice. That's so mean. Oh. I know, you know that would be bad, even if I said it. Yeah, Listen, I like Landry Jones. You're gonna, you have to edit that no, out. I'm not now. editing it out. Absolutely not. Steeler fans need to know. Listen, it was a jam by. Need to know. You're gonna make a rude comment. You got to stand by. Yeah, Steeler fans need to know. Okay, but let me just ask you: Was it the play of the game? No. 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 The play of the game is the play in which a player scored a touchdown, and oh, yeah. no one in the bar, no one in the bar was in, even thought it was a cool play at all. No one even cared because the game was already over. Until, until. He front flipped into the end zone yeah, the and, stick landed, landing and stuck the friggin' landing, and the bar <laughs> went nuts. Come on, it's the play of the game. It's, it's close to the play of the week. I don't know if there's a cooler play than that elsewhere in the league, but uh, that was—I mean—that was very cool because of the ending. It's one of the I most hate, athletic. I generally things. hate that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, but because he stuck the landing, it was cool. It was so cool. It, it was really cool, but it's got to stop. You don't like the front flips? No, <laughs> no. I mean, I don't want him getting hurt from that crap. And, yeah. you know, I mean, he's athletic enough to do anything he wants to do and uh, and survive it and be totally healthy. But, really, just he don't have to do it. I don't mind him when they're diving into the end zone head first and you're going to land on your stomach. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's done it before and Le'Veon Bell's done it before and they tuck and roll mm-hmm. and land on their back and it looks like that they flipped on purpose. But they're, they're really flipping to protect themselves because it's better to land on your back than your stomach. And the ball, but in that case, what he did, you know, in college, I think that's a that's a penalty, and the touchdown doesn't count. I know. That that's because before? college is stupid. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Well, uh, yeah, it should it should be a touchdown, and you should be able to hot dog however you want. But the the problem is the Leon Let factor, right? The problem is, what if he doesn't see somebody when he starts that, and he gets hit? He maybe gets hurt. He maybe fumbles the ball. You know, and then and then a great play turns into un, into a clown. I don't like this. This is like some Tony Kornheiser curmudgeon take on this. This was an yeah. awesome athletic play. Well, you play. got two curmudgeons on your <laughs> podcast. There, no, I like it. You know what? I, I like it when other other teams players do it. Not not my best player on the team or one of my top two or three. He's had. What, I don't, would, Chuck he's, what would Chuck Knoll say about that? Yeah, Chuck Knoll's a curmudgeon. It, that's well, right. Well, Tunchin, we Tunchin Wolf up, talked about we that. Grew yeah. up. That's right. They, they just said it's a different time now. Dominate the NFL. Look, I don't think Tomlin liked it either. And he said, I, what, "What was his? Who was? Uh, what was his public comment on it?" I didn't see his press conference something? today. I missed it. Well, he didn't. I don't think he had one today because they don't have a game. Oh, they don't have a game. That's right. Okay. So he gets he's off the hook he gets on the press yeah, conference. We're off the hook. But um, I think he said something like, 
Actually, I don't know what he said. I I thought that he I thought he commented on it and he didn't have a problem with he it. I don't, yeah, I don't think he has a problem with it. I but know. I know behind the scenes in the locker room, whatever, he's going to say, "Ab, can we cut that out, please?" <laughs> How about we don't do that? Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing: if he doesn't stick the landing, uh, then okay, don't do it. But you know what? If he's athletic enough, and by the way, that's one of the most athletic things I've seen an NFL player do. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's unbelievable! It's unbelievable. Um, so are you going to become a fan of Olympic gymnastics now? I mean, before, no, because here's the thing. You exercise. expect them, you expect the gymnast to land that, right? You don't expect – here's the thing. If, if like, Mary Lou Retton, like, caught a Hail Mary, I'd be like, holy shit, that's insane, right? <laughs> but <laughs> the same way, the same way, like – You know, you weren't <laughs> even born when Mary Lou Retton – I know. That, you know, it's, it's weird. That's the landing. first – that's the first Olympian that came to my mind. That's the only gymnast That's you can think of? That's the only gymnast I can okay, think of. Well, she is great. And uh, by the way, I did meet her, by the way. And there is a picture. I have a picture. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It, uh, was, it was very cool. She's one of the only people I look tall next to. Yeah. Oh, that's because gymnasts are like, they're like four feet tall, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's not, I don't think she's quite five feet tall. Can we talk about how the defense returned to form in this game? And by that I mean they gave up a billion yards but no points. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is uncanny. Yeah, their ability to just just chalk up yards. I mean, hey, do, do you want a wide open play pass to the left or to the right? Do you want to be able to? Although there was no running in this game, the one thing I will say is we they could not run the ball like at all. At all. Uh, neither could we. No, not until the end. Yeah, we had. You no remember that? Ball. It was like a negative one each. Yes, negative right. one each. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Cleveland they had to come into the game thinking Landry Jones is starting. We're going to stop the run. We're going to key on the run. We're going to force him to beat us throwing the ball. So for whatever reason, they didn't change that up very much, and they continued to stop the run. Well, here's here's a real crazy part of this game is uh, it didn't seem to you guys that D'Angelo was more hurt than Ben. Like D'Angelo's foot, which had had swelling earlier in the week, and he couldn't practice, and then he, he practiced later in the week and ended up playing, it seemed to be bothering him far more than Ben's foot. Ben, I didn't think. Ben, I thought through like three or four passes where it was like, okay, that was bad, including the interception. But some of the D'Angelo's runs, he just didn't have that that quickness or is it the ability yeah. to cut. He seemed slow in the first half, definitely. Yeah. Second half, you know, maybe the defense wore down and he finally got some yards. He, he seemed like he got yards when the yeah the game was already out of hand by that point. And we were just trying to put it away. Yeah. Maybe he took that shot that Bettis took. I think that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> 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 at halftime. Well, uh, Bettis, it knocked him out of the game. It knocked him out of the play. game and he couldn't play. Which ended up being better for us, because I don't know if you remember, but Jerome Bettis in the AFC Championship game that year when he did play was not exactly setting the world on fire. I believe he had one yard rushing thing. But anyway, um, yeah, no, and the other thing, if you heard Tomlin's press conference, you heard him say uh, the reason why there was no, why we didn't really try to run the ball in this game is not just because uh, it wasn't working, but because Ben didn't know Ben didn't know the game plan this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually thought that it was because Ben could not – he didn't have any footwork. Like to, to hand off, you have to, you know, take three steps to the left and, you know, you actually have to have footwork to hand off. Yeah, I, I guess – Obviously, you have to have footwork to throw, but he was from the shotgun and he was basically thrown from the pocket every play, so it seemed. And we ran a ton of no huddle in this game too. Um, yeah. Which, which what, what Tomlin was saying is because Ben – didn't know the you know didn't know the game plan at all. They just kind of stuck to a no huddle offense, which is you know which is Ben's calling the plays anyway. So they're not really calling plays from the game plan. They're just calling whatever. I mean, I don't want to call it sandlot ball, but you know it somewhat is. Uh, I think just, that's better. Oh um, yeah. I mean, here's what I don't understand. Okay, so you have you, you know that is 
whatever comes into Ben's mind when he goes, or any quarterback, not just Ben, doesn't matter who, any quarterback that's going to call play at the line, um, and can do that for the whole game, like Peyton Manning, and you know, there's several quarterbacks in the league that that can do it. Yeah. I don't know if they do it. Yeah. But, but that like eliminates all the tendencies and all the right. I mean, unless a guy is just so predictable in his own mind, um, it, it it's like, how do you guess what this guy's going to do? I've been I've been learning that um, this season that if they're in a shotgun like that and you got your four wides and they only have let's say three guys looking like that they're on the line of scrimmage or four guys like in the box there, then they'll change it to a run because like if you're if your linemen outnumber their defensive linemen mm-hmm. and linebackers, then you can run and get yards. But if they put an extra guy in there, then it's a pass, you know, and it might be that wide receiver screen or or a quick out or something. So they'll look at that and change it. Right at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. And well, I think the one thing there's two there's two trains of thought. Like Tomlin talked about this, Joe, during his press conference. He said, "Look, game plans are overrated. You know, plans are overrated. It's uh, it's execution that actually matters." And he said, "I've had I've had great game plans that were poorly executed, and uh, and games like this one where we didn't have a game plan, but it was you know it was just good execution out there." Um, and I think you're right. You know, you, you, the game game plans can matter. I mean, the one thing that that this game took away from us is let's say they had some great scheme to take away Brown or whatever, you know, we're not going to be able to do anything about that in the moment, or we can't, because we're calling everything no huddle, it's not something that uh, Haley can see from the sideline or from the box and say, oh, we need to start running these types of plays or whatever, it's all happening quick. But that didn't happen in this game. I think the other thing that was that was good in this game is uh, we spread the ball around a lot. You know, this last week, you know, especially coming off of last week's game when Antonio Brown had like, you know, 37 receptions or whatever, um, this game, Bryant was involved. Heath was involved. There was a Marcus Wheaton sighting in this game. Uh, I mean, do you think this was this is kind of how Haley wants to see the offense? Meaning, like the quarterback's in the shotgun, he takes two steps, you know, throws the ball. I mean, he's getting rid of the ball quick because basically Ben couldn't really scramble or hold on to the ball longer than he wanted to. He knew he had to get rid of it, and that's kind of the way the offense is designed. Now, granted, the Browns helped us because they have cornerbacks that aren't really starters. And I think they decided to play man-to-man the entire game. Yeah, they're idiots. And we were just eating it up the whole time. I thought this was a better offensive game performance than last week. I know that sounds weird because we only scored 30. We scored 35 last week, and we were much more balanced last week. But um, I don't know. I was, I was more impressed by our offense this week than I was last week. I agree. It seemed like Ben didn't hit miss anybody. I mean, you said he had four bad throws. I only re- remember the interception. Yeah, he had a couple. I thought he had a couple that were uh, that were iffy. Uh, he is. We are still chucking it deep every single play, which is a weird thing this year. Um, but I think that has to do with the man to man. I mean, if they're like man to man, he's like Antonio Brown, even Wheaton and Martavis. Yeah, it was nice. To I'll see, take a shot. It was nice to see this game that yeah he was throwing into man coverage and not like that double coverage zone stuff that he's been throwing into the last couple of weeks. Oh, can we talk about the second best play of the game, which is Martavis Bryant's catch, the fingertip catch? That was sweet. Which, I mean, the Steelers, and so many weird things happen to the Steelers this year. I mean, first of all, Landry Jones gets hurt, which puts Ben in, and then Ben goes out and has the greatest game a backup quarterback has ever had. Hey, can I say something about that real quick? First, I really do feel bad about Landry Jones because I wanted to see him play in this game, and it would have made the game more competitive probably. But when he went, when he got hurt, I mean, it was a surprise and shocked everyone, and like us, the fans, we were like, is Ben really going to come in or what, what's going to happen? Because some people may not have known that Vic was in street clothes. But when they showed Ben on the sidelines, did he look like a kid in a candy store? 
he looked like the happiest guy in the stadium. He, he just did. wanted to play. Yeah, I mean, it was just funny. He man. was so excited. He really I was. He wanted, I don't think he wanted to see Landry get hurt. No, no. But he was. He as he far as going play. into the game, he 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 was. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm going to get to play. And uh, and you feel bad for Landry because he's like, you know, he never gets to play, and he wants to play too. Yeah, well, I think you know Landry's like on the cusp of you know. He's trying to make he's well. He was almost able to make that case that he could be the backup quarterback, you know, for the next couple of years here. Um, but unfortunately, the Steeler luck dictates that someone has to go down. Some Steeler player has to get hurt of significance uh, every single game this year. So um, this year, the football gods chose Landry to get his ankle hurt. Now, here's the craziest part, and I don't know if you guys considered this when Ben came in, but I, I and I was texting you guys during the game that I was scared to death of Ben. Not because I was scared of how he was going to play, but I was just scared that he was going to get hurt and that this was going to end badly for Ben. Now, the other thing that's scary about that is that uh, we didn't, like like you said, Mike, we didn't dress Vic. So anybody have any guess as to who the third-string quarterback was? They said it oh. during the broadcast. Um, oh, they did? Oh, because yeah, yeah, I, I didn't hear the sound. I thought it was a wide receiver. No, it was a tight end. No, I heard it was Heath Miller. <laughs> Heath Miller? Heath Miller? Oh no, I didn't hear that. Heath Miller was the emergency QB. But they asked the emergency him at, quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they asked him after wild. the game. They said, you know, what were your plays? Did you have any plays? And he's like, hand off left, hand off right. Said, he said he had three plays, right? He said he had hand off left, hand off right, and like a screen pass or something like that. Did he? Oh, I didn't hear that part. <laughs> I heard the hand off left, hand off right. I mean, that's for sure. He definitely. Said that. <laughs> I mean, you, really, you have to imagine that if, if if Ben goes down, right? If we are stuck with no quarterback, then it's probably going to end up doing. Uh, we're going to be doing like wildcat and trick plays and just gadget plays all game. Yeah, it would have been crazy. I would have liked to see him in at the end. You know, just get a preserved Ben, make sure he doesn't get hurt. Well, Landry, they yeah. said Landry could have come back in. Like the, after halftime, they said Landry could have played, which is weird because now they're saying Landry's probably going to miss the game against the Seahawks. Mm. Yeah. Also, Vic is going to be the Vic backup. Is going to go back to being backup yeah. in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Also, Landry's hurt pretty good. He there. twisted his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Landry was close to, he was like two good games away, you know, in a backup role playing, two good games away for other teams to start seeking him the way they seek, you know, backup quarterbacks like yeah. the guy that backed up in uh, Green Bay and some other guys. Yeah, yeah they, they, or Castle and they get big contracts. I mean. Well, especially considering how bad quarterback in the NFL is these days. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, if he's that good, but two good games, man, teams will start knocking on his door. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he's really not, you know, at the, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. But Ben Roethlisberger should be able to stay healthy now. Now he's got the bye week, get the foot good, get the knee good. Everything is good. We're all good. D'Angelo gets his foot. I mean, it's, it's a nice time to have the bye week right now because we need Spence. You know, Spence was hurt. Harrison's hurt. Uh, Will Allen's coming off of an injury. Um, you know, we've got some injuries. But anyway, oh, I do want to go back. Let's go back to that Martavis Bryant play for a second because, like I yes. said, some weird things happened to the Steelers the last couple weeks. And this was, it wasn't the weirdest, but it was up there, right? Martavis Bryant, fingertip catch down the sideline. Beautiful play. It's his longest catch, 64 yards. Um, and he proceeds to immediately fumble the football and lose it. Uh, and that play is basically a, basically a decent-sized punt. I mean, I don't blame him for that. I just think it's lessons learned. When you catch a long pass like that and you're making a move, you just got to be aware that guys are chasing from behind you, and you got to protect the ball. I mean, that you know, it wasn't really a big deal in this game. I don't think. I mean, we what was the score that, at that time? 
he he six to three. Uh, mm. Yeah, it was it wasn't a huge. I guess deal, it was a... um, because it was like a it was like a good punt actually. I thought it was. You know, yeah, it was, it was they a, got it. Yeah, it was they a, got it deep, but um, it's it's an observation that we've made that he carries the ball even when he did that. Those great runs. Um, he did two weeks of them, right? He, yeah. he did one against uh, the Cardinals, and then didn't he do another one? Chiefs. Uh, uh, the Chiefs run, yeah. And he and he just carries the ball. And it was Fouts that, that that called him out, but we've noticed it before. He doesn't really protect the football once he catches, and he gets away with it because he rarely gets hit. A lot of times, he you know when he when he's when he's doing that, there's not people that are, yeah. that are hitting him. Um, in this, in this case, he got hit by somebody he didn't know was there. That's why he fumbled. He had the ball on the wrong side. Um, so he'll, he'll work on that. I don't think it's a challenging thing to, to correct. Um, I expect to see, I expect to see that change, like, when we come back. Yeah. We, yeah well, the other, the, the other crazy thing, I mean, so, uh, the one thing is, I don't know, like, how do you feel about, should, should that catch stay on his stat sheet? Because you look at his stats right now, and it's six catches, 178 yards. It's like oh, okay, but sixty. Why? Because he fumbled. Sixty-four of those, you know, they're not real. You fumbled right after you caught it. I but no, I I, uh, I disagree. I think sixty-four of those were the the best of the seven one seventy-eight. I mean, uh, that was just a heck of a catch. And then he stayed in bounds too. I know. And 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 if you know if things should have stayed, he should have stepped out. <laughs> I know. I mean, like he stayed in bounds with two feet before the catch. Number one, and then number two, the run after the catch. That's where if it was. You know, the, if, it, if we were playing the Browns, he should have just barely stepped out of bounds so the fumble didn't count. <laughs> you know, if, if everything kept going the way the way it does for the Browns. But, yeah. no, I think that was a great catch. He totally gets credit for it. Well, it was, a, it was a great catch. I, you know, it, it would have been, been a bigger play in a bigger game, right? If he had made this catch and fumble against, like, you know, in games against, like, uh, when we lost to Cincinnati or when we lost to New England, obviously this would be a much bigger deal. But because this ended up being a blowout, so, so just later, another made, silly thing. Just another yeah. silly thing that happens to us. But later, he he made up for it with the catch in the end zone. Oh, absolutely, was, absolutely. Martavis Bryant is is as advertised this year. He has and he, he has been as good as we expected him to. be. Well, he had making up to do from last week though too, right? Because right. he he dropped a couple last he week. Had a, he had a he had a poor game last week, but we ended up winning that game. So uh, no harm, no foul. Oh, the other okay. And then let's talk about the other the other stupid thing that happened in this. Boswell missed an extra point. Now, that's two weeks in a row now. We've got Boswell miss. Yeah, he missed a field. He missed his first field goal last week, and now this week he misses an extra point. And again, it doesn't matter because that we were blowing him out. But still, he owes his four points. I don't like this. Well, all right. So that's happening all over the league, uh, with yeah. the exception of the Patriots, who managed to kick a fifty-four yard field goal against the Giants and and win. But yeah. uh, everybody else are miss. They're all missing extra points. But- they're all missing. Uh, everybody's yeah. missing extra points. It's the Lions like... kicker missed two extra points in the game. Oh boy! And that <laughs> put the game almost in oh. uh, jeopardy. Yeah, that would. It have been did. No, it did put. I mean, it was in jeopardy. They just. Uh, yeah. Packers yeah, they could have lost. If they, if uh, if the if the Patriots kicker is at Lambeau and kicks the Patri- the the That's Packers win, that's weird. So. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. So wait. So being that he missed, does this mean Tomlin's going to go for two more often? Well, I, I, I mean, I, think, I, I don't think you go for two in blowouts, right? The, the point you want, you don't want, you want to save the two point conversion plays. Yeah, but I mean, did he? He didn't go for two in this one, or did he? For we the did, first did. touchdown. We did. First, first touchdown. One. We had eight. So, points. oh, that made the score eight to nothing. Or He's eight to done three? that so, so many times. No, it was six to three. Oh, we went fourteen three. 14-3, yeah, 14-3. Okay, so then the next touchdown, he didn't go for – like, he's never gone two 
gone for two twice in a row. Yeah, in the San Francisco, San Francisco game. game. San Francisco game we did. We were, we the were 16. And then he fin- on the third touchdown, he kicked the extra point, and Scobie missed. And Scobie and missed. And Scobie missed, missed freaking it. extra point. <laughs> hit the bar. <laughs> the upright. He doinked it. Scobie doinked it. I almost think that he does it once, and that's enough pressure to put on the team, and, and that's enough point to make up, just like last week when you really ended up with 35, and you needed that extra point, because you really should have had 34, right? Yes. So I, I, he, uh, I'll give Tom on this, you know, cause I, I was spouting off about coaching earlier on the Archer conversation, but as far as the, the extra point thing and the two point conversion, the Steelers are light years ahead of all the rest of the teams. Yeah, that's uh, why. When to do it, how to do it, how to convert it. Yeah, and, that, right. and that they get it. They get it so often. It's not even like, uh, if, if you ran the stats on it, you know, and you said, okay, well, if you're, if like Vegas said, should you, could, should you go for two or should you, should you kick? Um, if you were, if it was Vegas, it would, you know, which one's going to yield you more points over time? Uh, well, in the Steelers case, go for two every single time. I think we're four for six this season and, and going into the game, so maybe we're five for seven now. Yeah, I think we're five for seven. I, I was a little bit surprised to see our struggles on that one goal line. Uh, you know, it's at the end of the first half. We're on the goal line. Um, and we just couldn't punch it in. We had, uh, third and fourth and goal, I think from like the two or, something like that, and couldn't punch it in. Now, that was the sequence that subsequently after, the Browns get the ball up their one-yard line and run a bunch of give-up plays, which I was just, as a fan watching the game, I was angry at them for giving up right there. I mean, I liked it because, you know, it worked out for us. We immediately went right back down and scored a touchdown. But, like, hello, Cleveland. I mean, you understand you're playing a football game, right? Not preseason. Well, I think that was, um, they were scared to death that, Johnny Football would screw something up in the end zone. Uh, yeah. I think that was the big the big problem. And then there was also no running game. So when they were running the ball, it was very it was very likely that we we could have come up with a safety there. I would, if they would have run, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess. Well, I, mean, I think it, they ran on first down and and really didn't get anywhere. The QB and sneaked were, it. The QB sneaked oh, yeah. it on first down. And they didn't get it. Like they didn't get any breathing. Didn't go anywhere. So they yeah. were in the same position on second down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they punted from the one or two yard line. Yeah, no, they did. They went nowhere on that drive, and they had no room at the back of the end zone. It was a very good chance he could have stepped out of the back of the end zone. Any kind of a high snap or anything screwed that up. I mean, there was a lot of things that could have happened, and 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 the 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 best thing that could have happened for them uh, was that they just punted away like they did, and we end up with good field position. Yeah, and then you know we came back and, and scored a touchdown. But that was their that was their best odds, I guess was. Uh, given that whole situation, was to just get the ball out of there and go back to playing defense, but it didn't work out for them. They really one thing that, go ahead. Sorry, one, one thing that one of the announcers said that was that the Steelers, because of the two point conversions, they've been practicing it a lot for years, and they have a lot of plays in the short yardage there. And it not only helps for two point conversion, it helps when they're down at the goal line like that, mm-hmm. and it helps for a short yardage, third and two, fourth and two, whatever. So. You know, that's, I'm sure that's attributed to the success. Yeah. I, I was, uh, oh, the other, the other thing about this game, though, that we have to talk about is uh, Cleveland just absolutely shot themselves in the foot at every possible moment with penalties. Um, I think they had something like 200 yards of penalties or something. I mean, they were... Really? The, the one the one possession that sticks out is, and I, you'll have, Mike, you'll have to remind me, you probably remember the sequence better than I do, but it's first and goal from the one for the Browns. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's first and goal from the one. And then they, they get holding, and then they get, like, a false start, and then they get a personal foul. And now, all of a sudden, it's 
first and goal from the Well, we had a sack in there, though. We did have a sack in there. Right that there. was... Oh, did we? That was just so. vintage Cleveland Browns it was, right there. And then they end up throwing an interception on that. They end up throwing an interception. That's the Mike Mitchell interception. Well, so I was That's so right. pissed on the, at the start of that because they had the ball back pretty far, right? It, well, they weren't on the goal line yet. Um, and the Steelers had... Uh, oh, Manziel. Oh, yeah. Manziel. They had him, and somebody had him. I don't know if it was Hayward or who had him. Uh, it may have been a linebacker. Somebody had him by the jersey and spun him around. Yeah. And I figured, okay, he's going down. That's it, you know. And then he, and I think it was on third down. And yeah, he, he made takes the first off, down, yeah. And he makes it, and I thought he was going to make a touchdown. Thank goodness he didn't. They tackled him at the one-yard line, and I, and I was just like, God damn it, I'm going to have to watch that stupid play all day now, this guy's spinning around and getting away, and and then of course the the Browns just, you know, the clock struck midnight, and the Browns went back to being the Browns, and it was third and out of field goal range, I think. Yeah, fourth, I found the sequence here. Field goal range. And yeah. uh, but uh, first they had twelve penalties for one hundred and eighty-eight yards. One hundred eighty-eight. I didn't yeah, realize that. Insane. That's a lot. Well, they had they had two pass interference calls on one drive. Well, they had oh, the one the one at the end of the game was kind of bullshit, and who cared? But they did call it. They had a lot there. of pass interference. That's true. Yeah. And so um, on that that spin around, who had him? Cam Hayward had him on the shirt spinning him around. I don't know who. I don't know who. I had think him. it was Cam. Well, maybe, I don't know, but whoever had him, I mean, he's so small, Johnny Menzel. If he they had a better grip, I mean, it felt like they could that he could just swing him like a a tether ball and you know throw him out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> if he really had a grip on him, but he slipped away. He's shifty though. I mean, give him credit. He is. He oh is yeah. Shifty, yeah. And it looked like, I mean, that was really close to being a touchdown. I mean, if it was called a touchdown, we wouldn't really have argued it, but it wasn't. So they got a first and goal from the one, 127 left in the third quarter. And then, uh, it was a, what was it? A snap? No, illegal formation, five yard penalty. Is that what it was? First goal? No, first goal from the from one. Me. They run for a touchdown. And then, oh yeah, it was a holding call for holding. Then it's first and goal from the 11. Which is, that's just a brutal penalty. From the one, 10-yard penalty, now you're at the 11? Yeah. That's brutal. And then they get illegal formation. Right. And now it's first and goal from the 16. Right. And then it's a minus nine-yard sack by Shazier. Yeah, Shazier gets him. Second and goal from the 25. And they do get a successful six-yard play. Third and goal from the 19. Yeah, then they get the 12 yards. Yeah, that, that put, like, fourth and goal from, like, the 10 or whatever, the, the 8. From and the then, seven. From the seven, yeah. And then that's the one where Mitchell intercepted it in the end zone. Yep, a vintage Brown series. Yeah. And they, they were actually called for holding on uh, on that fourth down play, but they Some, declined it. Someone tweeted that may have been the – that could have been like an NFL record. Maybe it's happened before, but where you have first goal from the one and then you end up having to punt. <laughs> could you imagine if they lost yards like on third down? <laughs> And they're like, it's like, you know, the 40 and they're like in no man's land. It's like, well, it is, I mean, we would go for it from here because we're in no man's land, but it is, you know, it's fourth and fourth goal and, from the 37. Fourth and 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Didn't happen. I, I will say, I thought Manziel played well. I, I actually, uh, you know, I, they couldn't score and then the, the Steelers defense did their thing. Um, but well, he, he didn't start off playing very well, Tom. Well, okay. The first play, oh, not great. Yeah, he lost the ball behind his head. Pulled the far. Yeah. What a way to start. There were so many Browns moments in this game, and I think my favorite one, I mean, look, losing the ball behind your head is awesome, and going from first and goal from the one to first and goal from the 20, or second and goal from the 25 is also awesome. 
But we got to talk about when Jacoby Jones must that punt and the Browns guy is excitedly pointing in the Steelers' direction and the guy, the, his teammate has to come over and correct him and say, no, no, idiot, we're going that way. We, we, it would be this way if we had the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but Jacoby Jones lets that ball go and hits the pylon and maybe he does know the rules, but he acts like, oh, yeah, that's not a problem. And he doesn't go for the ball, right? Oh, the pylon but, one? Yeah, the pylon yeah. one. Yeah, that one I didn't. I mean, yeah, the, the, if he hits the pylon, it's out of bounds. Right, right. That. Okay. Maybe I didn't know it. I was a little worried there. There was, yeah. You, you have that moment of like, oh, don't do that. But uh, okay, whatever. Because if it doesn't yeah, but hit it was the pylon, lucky. if it goes it out the of the one, you know, then now we have the ball to one. Right, because he touched it. Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah. But now if he touched it, and he doesn't recover it, and it goes into the end zone, and they recover it, then it's a touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. Touchdown. I know you can't advance a muff, but that's not advancing it. You're recovering it. You're recovering it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that play. That's what, that's when I said, uh, I think I said something like, Archer, where are you? <laughs> Archer, where art thou? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if Jacoby has one more game like that, they're going to bring Archer back. He, he's, he, why he, why he's do we have to wait leash. one more? I mean, we shouldn't have this discussion again, but... I disagree. I'm just gonna say I disagree with one more. I've seen enough. Now's the time. I mean, he, you know, he's he's been good in the past. So you, you gotta... No, no production and bad judgment. I mean, the, the other thing is like when he does get the ball. I mean, he t- he doesn't seem fast. Seems he does. Yeah, he, I think he's lost. He's definitely lost a step. And and uh, you gotta think Tomlin's gonna he'll address it if um if it continues. Do you, uh, do you think well, you he's worried? Really... It could go the other way, right? Because he is, he is Jacoby Jones. I mean, you know, he, he's good at punt return. Do you think he's worried that, like, if he's if he breaks free and he's running down the sideline? <laughs> I like that he can't even get this out. <laughs> I can't get it out. <laughs> oh, you finished it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he's running down the sideline, Tomlin's going to trip him. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I think, he, I think he's worried about that. I think he's very gun shy. I love this. I love this theory. <laughs> That's why he's always trying to return up the middle. He's scared to death of the sideline. <laughs> he's well, like, he's I just got to stay away from Tomlin's side. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have signed with his team. <laughs> he has flashbacks every time he gets it. That's great. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that could explain it. You know, that could explain why Jacoby's having such a rough couple games here. All right. Um, hey, you know, the first play of the game, I want to point this out. It's oh, a play act. Yeah. Throw to Knicks, wide open in the flat, 10 free yards, right? Yep. I've seen teams do this a lot to the fullback. Yeah. First play of the game or one in the first series or really first one of the first three plays. It seems like they never go back to yeah, it. Yeah, they never go. <laughs> you need a play. Against. Like it's like, you know, third and seven, and you really need to play. I don't know. Maybe the defense is adjusts or something, but no, I think why don't you I, that? It's one of those. I think it's one of those scripted plays that offensive coordinators just run just for the hell of it. But then when it gets in the meat of the game, and they're actually calling plays off their chart and not just off the, yeah, the script, they're like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not calling the throw to the the, tight, the fullback again." Right. They're looking down their, their favorites list. Yeah, exactly. Right? The fullback. Although I, I agree with you, that, that play works a lot more than it doesn't. Um, yeah, and, like, and I'm sure dude, it's a setup play too, where they, you know, they're they're doing that to to keep the defense honest, right, right off the bat. Like, okay, you know, you better look, you better cover this. Yeah, you know, 
Now, can we talk about what an all-around great player Roosevelt Nix has been this year? And this is a guy who in the preseason was was fighting for a roster spot altogether. And not he, I think he started as like a linebacker. They switched him to fullback. He won the job. Not only did he make he made the roster, but he won the job at fullback over Will Johnson, which is just insane because Will Johnson was a more than capable fullback for us last year. Um, and Nix has been not only a good fullback for as a blocker, he's been awesome. He's been uh, he's been a, uh, he can he can receive the ball. He's, he's he's had catches like this, and on special teams, he's been an absolute monster. He had that uh, the hit last week that uh, that jarred the, the ball loose. So I, Roosevelt Nix. You know, Joe. I know you like to go unorthodox at your team MVPs at the end of the year. I think you know. Let's 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 keep his name in mind because he's been very good this year. Uh, I think you're just trying to influence me that the coaches, uh, you know, still make good decisions. Oh wow! Are you are you completely out on the coaching staff? No. Okay, good. No, I'm just I'm just you know. Okay. But uh, he he's uh, he should be one of your front runners, Joe. Because he's a special teams. I mean, that hit last week on the Raiders on the kick return was was a huge play and a big hit. Yeah. Do we have yeah. one of those? Do we have another a fumble like that in this game? The a special teams fumble. Oh no, no, that's right. We had the one where God, we have so many, and I, and I know it's the you know, and I've talked a lot of crap about Mike Mitchell on the team or on this podcast, but mm. um, look, he's turned it around. He's done a complete one eighty this year as a football player. He's been. Now, okay, number one, what he does out there is hits people, right? I mean, he is a huge hitter, like a Lee Flowers bullet head style, just I'm going to kill the guy with the ball. And he likes it. And he loves it. Oh, he loves it. He does not shy away from it. He reminds me a lot of Ryan Clark in that way because Ryan Clark was the same way. He just wanted yeah. to just – he was just out to get you. Um, Mike Mitchell has been that, but he's also been very good in the, in the secondary. He has, he has a lot – he has like three or four interceptions this year. Or maybe it's only two, but he's had he has interceptions. He's been around the ball. Uh, he's playing really, really well, and uh, it's rubbing off. I think his mentality of of physicality and and going out there and hitting people has rubbed off on this on this entire team. And you look at what what we did this week, uh, where uh, I think it was Will Allen who had the hit this week, where he just destroyed the guy and jarred the ball loose. Um, you know, getting big turnovers has become a. a a big part of why our defense is, is so good this year. And it's that physicality that's making it happen. I think it leads to drop passes, too. Um, Blake, uh, Blake's been hitting. He was hitting. Well, he has that broken hand now. Did you see him Did you see him in this game where he, he avoided a tackle altogether? Did he? Uh, you know, I haven't seen much of him in the last two weeks. Did he have big plays against the Raiders? Uh, I think that's the one where he maybe. broke his hand, right? Uh, so maybe he wasn't in very much. Yeah. You know, I thought of him when you were talking about Martavis holding the ball. And I was thinking, you know, at least he doesn't hold it like Blake when he <laughs> intercepts the ball. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Blake holding the ball anymore. In yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, you're right, though. Blake Blake was getting those kind of shots uh, or making those kind of shots. Uh, you know, obviously Mitchell and Will Allen. You know who we haven't talked about at all this year, really, is William Gay. I, I forgot William Gay's even on the team. He's a starting cornerback, too, right? Yeah, he doesn't – you know, he, he's uh, – I don't know. It just seems like he's. He definitely makes plays here and there. He makes plays, but he's not. You know, when there's when there's big plays that are being made, it doesn't seem like they're going to William Gay's guy. That's true. I mean, he tackles the catch. He really hasn't had big pass defenses or any interceptions. Mm -mm. You know where Crockett and uh, Blake have. Right. And I'll tell you what, uh, Cockrell is. Cockrell. Sorry. Go ahead. I love him. Great. Great. Uh, I I think that 
going into, you know, as we start to build this team and build this defense and, and figure out, you know, who our playmakers are going to be. He's just another asset on the team. And, and we, have, we have going into next year now when we're going to have, uh, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen with, with Cortez Allen and we're going to have Sinquez Golson back. Um, you know, at cornerback next year, it's not, we're not really going to have that kind of um, shortage that we thought we were going to have where we, you know, we're depleted in the secondary. All of a sudden this, it looks like eh, this secondary, it could be decent. Yeah, the one thing that um, still is troublesome is covering the tight end. I mean, their tight end had a good, yeah. good game against them this this week. Yeah, I mean, they give up. You know, this defense still gives up the yards. I think Benzel almost had 400 yards passing. Against. The big thing, though, and only nine to, points. Yeah, 40 yards, nine points. How do you? <laughs> I know. Well, they, how I do mean, you, how do you do that? Well, they basically did score that other touchdown. I mean, they didn't score it, but you know, from half a yard away. They should have scored a touchdown there. They had drives of they had drives of of uh, sixty seven. They got a field goal, fifty one punt, and then they had the one um, that they didn't get anything on, which was the seventy five yarder. It's what, how many yarder. plays was that? Where's that? Twelve plays, seventy five yards. Their last drive, and then they had. Uh, I'm sorry, no, that, I'm sorry, that's not right. Fifteen plays, seventy two yards, nine yeah. minutes off the clock. I thought I said fifteen minutes. Man, it's like it's like. It's- they're using our defense to burn the clock. Yeah. You know, it's like it, I, it's a, it's, it's incredible. And we thought, you know, we thought that going into the season, this defense wouldn't be so bad if, as long as we gave them help offensively, right? As long as our offense is playing well, then defensively it'll just kind of come yeah. to be um, playing with the lead, be easier, things yeah. like that. Now, you know, we still haven't played with the full arsenal yet, and this game was again one of those where. Ben wasn't going to play, and then all of a sudden he did play. So, you know, we didn't start fast in this game. Now, who's to say what would have happened if Ben had played on that first drive? But, um, you know, we'll see. Because if this team start, you know, if this team can start fast with the way this defense is playing, you know, that that's kind of what we've all been waiting for, right? Since since Ben went out and the defense started playing better, it was like, oh shit! If we get this, if we get Ben back, and, and all of a sudden the offense is really good and we can start fast, then what does that do? We still haven't really seen that yet. Um, but it was nice to see the defense, you know, from from what they had a week ago when they gave up 35 to this week, only giving up nine. Well, what that is leading up to is what what Mike enjoys the best, or what he always preaches, which is you want to you want to you want to hit your peak or hit your stride, or I'm, I'm not hitting the the, the the term that I want, but um, you want you to be playing your best football coming up. You know, yeah, after yeah, Thanksgiving, and go, yeah. that's and that's what the, that's what this team is heading for because the whole year has been this. Okay, now we're going to get going. Okay, now we're going to get going. Okay, now we're going to get going. But all the different parts of the team, you know, have had their flashes to show what they can do in different games. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and you want all of that to come together in the stretch um, and heading into the playoffs. And maybe that maybe that will. I mean, it, it all is up to the injury gods. That's really what it what it boils down to, uh, and so yeah, we it, shall we shall see what happens. It seems like we're heading in that direction. You're right. We don't have yeah. any more devastating injuries to the team. Well, then I think that's that is how the season's going to end up. The Steelers will be playing their best football by the end of the season. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's what it is. These six games, you want to go five and one down the stretch and be hot going into the playoffs. I mean, you know. Our our arrow is pointing up, and the Bengals is pointing down right now after their pathetic Monday night showing. So, you know, we're coming in. I guess uh, we have the Seahawks in two weeks. 
Yep. And depending on how they do next week, I mean, they're going to be a desperate team. So that that could be a big, really big game. They have, the, 40, big yeah, they have, they have the 49ers coming up. Um, I believe that game is also in Seattle. Yeah, that game is in Seattle. So um, you got you, they probably are going to win that game. But if they don't, yeah, you're right. I mean, well, either way, they're you know they're they're on the outside looking in in a big way right now. Um, and that team is not getting better. You know, all of the problems that they that they had at the beginning of the year that people thought, oh well, they'll, they'll get that worked out. They really haven't been able to. Um, they're still they're still offensively giving up. I mean, just Russell Wilson is out there just running for his life every single play, and that defense continues to give up fourth quarter leads. So. I don't, I mean, the Seahawks are unfortunately, you know, unfortunately for them, they're not going to turn it around this year. This is, you know, they kind of, they are who they are now. And I think, Joe, you're right about the Steelers. Uh, their best football seems to be in front of them, you know, and again, like you said, the injury gods have to be with us here. We've, I think this team has suffered enough at this point, but you never know, it could get worse. Um, but if well, it, it is odds, you know, sooner or later the odds have to, you know, if you suffer enough, then the odds have to be in your favor that you're going to get spared for a little bit. Uh, right. How many times can your starting quarterback get hurt in one season? You know, I, don't I mean, know. some what teams the, don't have to get hurt at all. Yeah. I mean, two's yeah. enough. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I think the, the best the best football is ahead of this team. Um, and, you know, if it is, we want it to be, you know, we talked about the crescendo like last year, right? We want it to be, well, this is, you know, this is this is aiming to be that now. We're not going to get Le'Veon back, but uh, everything else seems to be in place uh, we, we've lost some big players this year for the season, in, you know, and in, in, in we've lost really three big players for the year, and that's Le'Veon Bell, uh, Kelvin Beecham, and um, Marquise Pouncey, right? It doesn't seem like any of those guys are coming back. Well, we know Beecham and, and Le'Veon are coming back. And that, all three of those guys are huge. They're huge players, yeah. I mean, they're great. They're all, all three of those are great players. But credit to credit to, to uh, the management in, in making, you know, this team has – First of all, credit. Well, actually, I got to credit Tomlin first of all because you know he preaches every single week that next man up mentality, and he never ever bitches about a guy being hurt or even even talks about it in, in any way. He always talks about the next guy who's coming up and how that guy has to, to fill the void. Um, and the team has really bought into that. And you look at uh, you look at Cody Wallace playing center, and you you really haven't really had a big difference there without Pouncey. And that's not to say that Pouncey isn't a good player. That's just to say that Cody Wallace has played up. That, at that position, uh, losing your left tackle is never a good thing, and yet Villanueva has gone in there and played great. And you really can't tell that we just lost our Pro Bowl left tackle, um, you know. And then Le'Veon, I mean, you know, Le'Veon hurts, and there's nothing we can do to replace Le'Veon. But Angel Williams is not a humongous drop off. Um, it is a drop off, but it's not. It's not one that's going to kill this team. And so, you know, I think you're right, Mike. As we look forward and you look at what just happened to Cincinnati, um, they have Arizona coming up this week. And, you know, we get to sit back and just watch it. But there's a very real possibility they're going to lose that game. And now we're only two games behind them and we play them again. Um, so it might be division back on here in a week or two. It could be. The choke could be on for the Bengals. Let's watch out for that. And, and I'll tell you what. I mean, yeah. if you watch that game, it was a really terrible performance. By the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they, first of all, they're at home. They're on Monday night. They're facing a bad, bad, bad Houston Texans team, and they can't put up more than six points in that game. They can't put up more than six points, and then, and then, to top it all off, they're up. They're up six to three, and the Texans' starting quarterback goes out with a concussion, and now T.J. Yates comes in, a guy who wasn't even on the team two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, 
and he comes in, throws a touchdown pass, the Texans take a lead, and the and the, the Bengals can't answer. It was a very bad look. It was a, it was the kind of game that good teams don't have. Good teams don't have those kind of games, and yet Cincinnati did it. And they did it on a Monday night where they're you know that they've been uh, criticized for not being able to come up big in the playoffs in big spots. Big spots, yeah. And that's about as big as of a spot that you can see during the regular season is a Monday night. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, choking is a mental breakdown as much as anything else. And the Bengals do it every year. So there's something to that locker room. There's something to that front office. There's something to that coaching staff. There's just something to that chemistry that ever, I mean, it's undeniable. It's, you know, you just go back and look at it. It's there. Um, And that loss is going to start now. I mean, it's so unfortunate for them because the Texans should have been, you know, they had them at home. Um, the, the, the Bengals are on a roll. There's no, no reason that they should have lost that game. No. Um, uh, they have the, you know, they have the world at their fingertips. And now they have to go, are they going to Arizona to play the Cardinals? Yes, they go to Arizona. They got to go on the road. And this is another primetime game. Um, and the, and the thing about it is the Cardinals are the real thing. Um, there's no bullshit with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the real they game. take all comers and they, and they win. And, and this is what I was saying about them last year. Um, I'm, I'm not a Carson Palmer fan, I, although I did think he was a good quarterback. I just despised him because he was a Bengal. Um, uh, but when he went down last year, it was over for that team. That team could no longer compete. It, they went from being one of the two best teams in the NFC to a non-factor. Um, and so as long as Carson is on that team throwing the football – um, they're they're a contender for, you know, maybe at this point they're the they're well they're one of the two best teams in that in that league. I don't think they've played the uh, the Panthers yet, and and uh, I don't think you can overlook the Panthers. But I think, I think um, the Bengals the Bengals are in trouble now because they may be looking at two losses in a row, um, and if if uh, if they lose to the Cardinals and then they, they face the Rams, depending on who shows up with the Rams. The Steelers come back to play a, a not very good uh, Seahawks team. It's They're, they're going to hear the footsteps. They're going to have whatever goes on in that locker room that we can't see. All that's going to start bubbling up. And yep. history may repeat itself yet again. Yep. Yeah, I think, you know, the Steelers, you know, we talked about this last week on the podcast about how you know six and three or seven and three is where we wanted to be. We ended up being six and four, but uh, you know the way that the way the AFC has played itself out, six and four may not be, you know, may not be that bad, uh, especially considering what the what the the wild card picture looks like, and we're pretty much in the driver's seat at this point. Um, hey, just just one quick thing, I wanted to get this in when you were talking before about all the players that were down, the three the three big injuries. Um, and the and now you're now you're coming back to the record six and four instead of seven and three and, mm. and one uh, of the player and you 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 credited Tomlin and I do too because uh, I don't I don't hesitate to criticize so I shouldn't hesitate to to, to recognize and um, and listen you could be a Cowboy fan uh, have the Cowboys won a game without no, Romo they have not year? won a game without Romo I don't believe they have oh and seven okay so the Steelers have won with a hobbling Ben with with losing Ben in, in the middle of a game, um, with, uh, with Mike Vick, who was on the team, uh, for a few days before he got his first start, um, with, uh, uh, 
with uh, Landry Jones, who never started a game before, um, with Landry Jones coming off the bench for a hurt Mike Vick to to beat one of the best teams that we just talked about in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, we had suspended so, Le'Veon. We had suspended Martavis. We won games without them. Uh, just, yeah. just a lot of adversity overcome, um, and and other teams just fall apart at the loss of one player. Ben, losing Ben is not like. Oh well, he's just you know a guy that hands off a lot. It's not like losing uh, Mike Tomzak, okay? Uh, right. It's a it, no, it's a different. You don't have a Jerome Bettis. You don't. Have, it's not that kind of football. Team. Right, right. It's not that kind of an offense. Um, and uh, and so you know that that they're able to do that is is it is remarkable. And and you know so right. Hey, so, I, yeah, go ahead, Mike. I, I just want to say one thing, um, an analogy here. So it's like a, I mean, this offense, the what we expected all the weapons, nobody's injured. It was going to be a freight train, right? Going down the tracks, downhill freight train, we're just cruising along. Ben gets hurt. It's not a freight train anymore, right? It, we, we gotta, you got to just rebuild it, get it back on the track, and keep it going, try to win like they did. They went 2-2. Two and two. But with the offensive line injuries, you know, the, those guys that uh, the Cody Wallace and uh, Villanueva, they're not as good as the starters, but when they're playing, they're still playing well. You know, you look at the team, wait, you know, with Ben in there now, it's still a free train. And even with Le'Veon out, I mean, he's like the best player in, in the league as far as running back. You fill in D'Angelo, you look at the team, you know what, it's still a free train. You know, it may not be the what it could have been, but it's still there. And so when you look at that and this team comes together the way it is now with the six games left, I mean, it's, it is a freight train heading towards the Super Bowl, and you look at the AFC. I mean, who are we worried about in the AFC other than the Patriots? I think uh, that is the third. Now, I, I do want to stop the podcast here because I think we have to – I think that is an, I think that's an achievement we just unlocked, which is that is the third time this year we have, we have made a transportation metaphor uh, with our offense. So uh, – Pretty cool. There you go. What were the other two? I think that's three for three. I think that's actually three weeks in a row that we've made a transportation metaphor. Joe made two weeks ago, he compared our offense to a Ferrari. Then last week, he compared it. Stuck behind a truck. Yes, that's right. Then he compared it to a Pinto, I believe, last week. Um, Pinto? No, no Pinto. What what, what was your metaphor you had last week? Or was it two weeks ago you made that? There was was one you made after the – no, okay, after the Bengals game, you definitely made – that was the truck and the Ferrari. Then the next right. week you made a, you made another one. I did say something, but it was still I think the the, the Ferrari, the truck and the Ferrari. Damn it! Well, we and then and now it's a freight train. Yeah, we no, traded I was just pissed off because of all the injuries. Oh, that's right. We traded so the Ferrari in for like we a traded the Ferrari in for a Malibu. Or yeah, something. for a Malibu or something like that. Yes, that's right. And now freight train. I, I, hey, listen. If you welcome to Steeler Country, where you can where you can we can guarantee you. Every week we will compare our offense to. You know, a listen. There's audience. nothing wrong with that. It's in the Steeler <laughs> legend. We uh, rode the bus to a Super Bowl. That's right. Okay. That's so, right. We have a long hey, what, history of comparing our, our offense to, to uh, vehicles. <laughs> what was our offense like in the late '80s and early '90s, where we kept going through different quarterbacks? Is that more like a moped or something? Yeah, that was yeah. like. A, uh, that you know, was a, um, like a Ferrari that had gone off the road and got stuck <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, there's been okay. I don't know, and, and I, you know, this is going to derail the podcast a little bit, but the media is talking about it, so I figure we need to address it. Do you guys have any problem, given the way that Ben played? Do you have any problem with Tomlin's decision to not play Ben in the game, like to not start him? To start him? I mean, I, I kind of question that too. It's like, okay, if he was that healthy, ready to play, 
and you dress them. It, why? I mean, yeah, if you're dressing a starter, why isn't he starting? That's a fair question. It, it, yeah, I think other than you just disrespecting the Browns right, and you want to see really a little was. more of Landry it, Jones. It, I think it was a practice game for Landry just in case down the road he needs to come in in the third or fourth quarter, especially in a playoff game or a game that you know matters. Yeah, is he going to be ready? God, could you imagine? Imagine I come. Let's just all let's just all close our eyes and let's imagine something. The Steelers are playing the undefeated New England Patriots in the championship game. We're in New England, okay? Um, and Ben goes down, and Landry Jones comes in, and Landry Jones pulls a Tom Brady and wins. We never see Ben again, and we never see Ben again. And Landry Jones goes on to be like the next great NFL quarterback. So you're saying Ben is actually Bledsoe? In this in this <laughs> instance, and this is a bad this is like a bad. I don't see that happening. But I think Ben is yes, Ben is Bledsoe in this, and so then Ben goes on to play for the Bill. Or no, it would be like the Ravens, right? He would go on to play for like the Ravens or someone. No, Dalton gets they get rid of Dalton, and then Ben goes to play for the Bengals. Because in the other metaphor, Bledsoe goes on to play for the Bills, so he has to go to a division rival of ours. So I guess it would be the Bengals or the Browns because he's not going to replace Flacco. Anyway. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, uh, if the sports media, I I don't really watch them anymore, but uh, if they're not happy with something that Tomlin's doing, then I probably like it. <laughs> have you guys, have you guys taken uh, a- I mean, as far as Ben, I just felt like, hey, you know, if you have an injury, it's more likely that you're going to re-injure it. Um, and he did a little bit. You know, he aggravated it some in the game. You could see he was in pain in, in a couple of times. And um, so, you know, you're playing the Browns, and it is a diss on the Browns. You don't really need Ben. You don't need your A game to beat a, you know, D-minus football team. Um, and so, you know, you acknowledge that. Playing in Heinz Field, where the Steelers have owned the Browns forever and a day, um, what do you got to risk that for? Right. Let him rest. Go to the bye week. Let him rest again. Three weeks of rest, you know. And, yeah, and yeah, uh, but I, I'll tell you one thing: I did, I am happy with it as far as Ben playing. Is we're not going to have that, you know, rusty Ben. Uh, and how long is rusty Ben going to last right. against the That's Seahawks true. when we go on the road? So now Ben should be, you know, he he should be back in. He got the rust out against against uh, Cleveland. You know, the team that can end up at the one foot line and then have second and twenty five or second goal from the twenty five. You know, that's. That's the game to get the rust out. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can see the coach being questioned why didn't he start. But I like the idea of, of giving Landry a chance and um, resting Ben if he can. And then if the you know if uh, Landry's not doing well or it's a close game at halftime or they're losing at halftime, you always have that option to put Ben in. And the, and one other thing about the game that I don't know if we touched on it enough, but you know Ben basically was a statue in the pocket because he couldn't move around very much. And we saw him a couple of times where he kind of scooted up and made a throw or he scooted left or right, which was good. But that offensive line, I mean, they played great. He he basically Absolutely. was untouched. And, yeah, if he's getting hit, like a lot of times we've seen him get hit before, when you're basically on one leg or you're favoring your, your sore foot, I mean, that could have been bad. That's what I was worried about. I was worried that if the, you know they're going to come at him, they were going to they were going to try and hit him. They were going to bring pressure from everywhere. And um, God, if you were, yeah, to, if you were to get so rage that's, in that game, that's why you don't play him unless you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But credit the offensive line. No, they did a fantastic job. Fantastic, Mike. Uh, 
Have you been? I, oh, actually, I shouldn't say have. But I know you have. Uh, so, I, okay, Mike, how many how many wins is it going to take in the AFC right now? Do you think to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Given that there are okay, so there are three, four, and five, I'm sorry, four, four and five teams that are not division leaders. There are uh, two, five, and four teams, and then we're six and four. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think the five seeds can have ten wins. Or 11 if it's us, because we could end up with 11. And then I think the six seed's going to have nine wins. I think one of those teams, you know, is going to, is going to kind of pull away or, or win. What would they have to go when they kind of go four and two down the stretch? Uh, I guess I might put them at 10 wins 10 then. 10 and six. Yeah, that'd be 10 and six. But, but even if they go, so yeah, they have three, if they were to go four and, four and three, that's still, are you worried about, are you more worried about the five and the two, five and four teams? The Bills and the Jets or? The Chiefs are now four and five. And I, I mean, yeah. If we if we lose some games, you know, the only thing I'm not worried about the Chiefs as far as playing them. I'm really not worried about any of those teams as far as playing them. Those wild card contenders. Just worried about um, if we lose games for whatever reason, then you get in tiebreakers. I mean, we lose the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. Right. We have that. Yeah, that, that stinks. Off. Yeah. And our conference record isn't very good when you go against the Bills or the Jets. No, although they both have three conference losses and we have four, but if we keep losing, yeah, I see what you're saying. If we keep, if we keep losing, we all we have left is the Seahawks out of conference. So the rest of our losses at that point would be conference loss. You got to think this team's going to get to ten wins, right? I mean, the Steelers at this point they have six wins. They're starting to get healthy now. They have a bye week, and I mean, really, and I know we've been talking, I've been talking about this every week on the podcast, but this second half of the schedule is not as difficult. As it's as it once seemed. I mean, that Seattle game is tough because it's in Seattle, but not because that team is good. The Colts are probably not going to have Andrew Luck in that game, and then the Broncos. I mean, look, I love Peyton Manning as a player, but um, that was an atrocious performance on Sunday, and he needed to be benched. And you have to really question why he was even out there in the first place. If it's true that he has not only does he have plantar fasciitis, but that his whatever that muscle is in your in his foot is actually torn. Yeah, I mean, the only way that that game is difficult for the Steelers is if Peyton rests for three or four weeks prior to the game, which is all leading up to that game, and then he comes back maybe the week before or the week of the Steelers playing him, and, and he's totally healthy. And he's, yeah, and he lights us up. But then other than that, we have the revenge game against the Ravens, which if we lose that game, I will stop being a Steelers fan because we should win that game by 1,000 points to pay them back for losing to them earlier in the year. I mean, imagine if we get swept by the Ravens. I can't. No, we're not going to get swept by the Ravens. So other than all the Browns gaps, what was the most funniest thing you saw on NFL Sunday this past weekend? Um, well, there was only – there was maybe the greatest loss I've ever seen a team have. Speaking of the Ravens. Yeah, speaking of. Uh, although I don't like this whole BS after the fact of like, well, the NFL screwed that up and they should the Ravens should have actually won the game. I don't care if there was a illegal formation or whatever. That last play. I don't care. The face mask, they, the guy did face mask him on the last play. And then they did kick the field goal. And it was a long field goal, too, right? It was like 54 yards. Something. It was a long It was play. sweet. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it, was, it was almost as long as the, the Patriots. Patriots. Right? It was like within a yard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, to see that happen, I mean, they basically, when they ran to the line of scrimmage, this is the Jaguars, uh, after completing a pass with like six seconds left, they, the play's over. They're running to the line of scrimmage. They really don't have time to to uh, to spike the ball. No. I mean, if they spike it, there's no time. But they get enough time to snap it. And granted, maybe the players weren't set. But Blake goes back to pass and stumbles. 
and he gets up. They only have a three-man rush, and somehow one guy gets in on him, yeah. and he can't get away from him, and the guy grabs his face mask. And even if he does get away from him, I mean, basically, if the guy doesn't touch Blake Bortles, Blake ain't throwing no Hail Mary pass that's going to get caught, No, I don't no. think. Nope. You know? I mean, it, it's almost like because he fell and everything was all screwed up, I don't think he could even got the ball down there. So anyway, it was just sweet to see the Ravens go down like that. Oh, it was, oh. It was fantastic. Um, but engineered by our boy Blake, man. It's because of his athleticism that he was able to extend that play long enough to get the face man. <laughs> That's right. Come on. Okay. No, I mean, I'm not saying it was that is strategy, one way of putting it. That is one way of putting it. But I'm just saying if he goes it. down, right, or if he can't, you know, if he can't, Maneuver his way to where you know who I don't know who it was that did the face mask, but Elvis Dumerville. Then, uh, then you know, then the don't you think you have to coach that? I mean, really, when you're when you're at that point, the only Elvis thing that can save your team, yeah, the only thing that can save your team is a personal foul of some sort. Right, you just can't yeah. do that. I know, but so so like they should coach the offense to get a personal foul on in situations like that. Just like they should practice. I don't the, think you can induce a personal <laughs> yeah, I foul. I think you can. Well, just like I always say, like if you're running out of bounds, you should like deke the guy to try to get him to hit you leg out of bounds. <laughs> you know. Oh, oh one, thing we didn't talk, one thing we didn't talk about in our game is uh, the exorcism of Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Holy cow! I mean, listen. Look, I know it. Ha- I know it was the Steelers that did it, but you know they have that rule in the uh, in college where you know he's like targeting or whatever, and you get thrown out. Oh yeah. I mean, Arthur Motes. Yeah, but it, you yeah, can't. I mean, you can't hold on for that long, dude. Yeah, that was. Come on now. I mean, I hope Tomlin's got him running laps still right now. To, you think he meant him. it though? Like he, like you think he could have let go? He should. I mean, once you better. grab, Oof. once you grab, oh, you got the face mask. I don't. You know, know you have it. You can't do, I mean, he's lucky. He's so sure. I mean, Manziel is lucky he's still walking. Yeah, no, And Moats is lucky that Manziel is still walking too. He did a yeah. full 360. Yeah, I mean. It was insane. Oh I've never God. seen a face mask that bad. That's the worst fast face mask. It was bad. Saw. It was just like, thank God that he wasn't being held by someone else and like his body got right, ticked on oh, his head. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. Yes, so the Ravens are now the Ravens are now two and seven. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to their record, but this is they're in for like a four and eleven year or four and twelve year. This is uh, very hilarious. Um, they are like a big gap in our podcast now because we never talk about yeah, them we just, exactly. Um, we just have hatred for them. We make fun of them, and uh, the, the the you know the downside of this two and seven season for them is not only that they came to Pittsburgh and and beat the Steelers, you know. Uh, because we had somebody on the team that shouldn't have been there. Uh, <laughs> but um But oh, that's another now, injury that we've overcome, by the way. Oh, the that's kicker. true. That's true. The, the frigging kicker yeah, thing. The kicker thing. Uh, now I mean, swishing is the injury, this, though. Yeah. We, have, we, we figure we have the revenge factor on them because they came to Pittsburgh and won a game. They shouldn't have won, and we do. The problem for, is that we now we have to go to Baltimore. To, These guys have won two games. Yeah. Okay. They only know how to beat about three. There's only three division teams, so their best their best hope is to beat a team that they know so well because that reduces the it reduces the talent factor because you kind of know what the right. other team likes. And they're going to gonna be up for it because they want to ruin our season. Well, it's their freaking yeah. They're playing spoiler. Yeah. They're definitely playing spoiler. Yeah. It's, this is this, this is their this is their entire. 
reason for staying in the league this year, not just backing up. We really need to rely on them to beat the Bengals because we need the Bengals to get another division loss. If we're going to, because we could end up tied with them. They don't hate the Bengals as much as they hate the Steelers. Yeah, that's true. But, but they got it in them. They could beat the Bengals. We lose on division record. Even if we have four. But, I mean, if we end up tied with the Bengals, I think that um, if, if the Bengals – Division records before common games? In a, in a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Head-to-head and then division. So we just need the Bengals to lose one more division game, which they could do. They could lose to the Browns. They still have the Browns left? Didn't the Browns yeah. beat them last year? They have, both, they have both left. We have both left. They have both left. Uh, but, you know, the Ravens, um, supposedly all of their games have come down to one possession. Happy. All of their losses, I should say. Yeah. I mean, we're in agreement, right? If we lose that game, uh, it's over. It's a season over. I don't care. I don't care what happens at the end. Oh, if we lose to the Ravens? If we go on to win the Super Bowl after winning, losing to the Ravens, I don't care. Yeah, if we, listen, if we lose to the Ravens and then Archer starts doing oh, good God, on, here we on, the, <laughs> on the Patriots, yeah, wait. I'm just, that's it, dude. I'm going to buy a Tom Brady jersey. Wait, which I'm is where? I'm going to buy an Archer jersey with a Patriot on it. I'm, I might move to Boston. I don't know. Wait, which is worse, though? Like, which is worse? Is it Archer going to the Patriots, or we lose to the we lose to the Ravens? Mm. I, I I would say if we lose to the Ravens and it affects us making the playoffs, that's worse. I don't mind losing to the Ravens, even getting swept by them and still making the playoffs because they're not going and we're going. You know, uh, the bragging rights thing. The I thing that I don't, yeah, I know the bragging rights, but the thing I don't like about Archer, even I mean, we're talking about if Archer comes and beats us in the playoff game. I don't even want to see Archer on the Patriots being successful in the regular season. That's going to bug me. You guys are so I love that. I love how worried you guys are that Archer is secretly well, because this he really has good potential, player, Tony. But he's not. He does have potential. It may never materialize. But goddamn it, I don't want it materializing in Boston. <laughs> but you know what? I, I never liked. It. You remember Mike Vrabel? He was a Steeler. I didn't like him on the Patriots. I didn't like that one of our Steelers was helping the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, doesn't Blunt piss you off every time you see him? No, because he quit. I mean, he quit on the team. I know he, he quit, quit, but he pisses me off. He, does, I mean, it just pisses me off. But he started as not a Patriot, but he was on the Patriots previously. That's kind of where he belongs. I'd like to see him quit on them too. I mean, they, listen, and you want to talk about a team that's going through some injury battles? Uh, the injury bug hit the Patriots hard, real hard. Yeah, that uh, they, Edelman, Edelman is, Amendola, right? Edelman. Edelman. He's, that's oh, going to be a huge loss. They, they lost I don't think Lewis. They, 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 they should have lost this game. I'm so tired of teams screwing up the um, clock, management. clock management at the end of these freaking games. Okay, there's two minutes and five seconds left. The Patriots have one timeout, and you have first and goal. You're down by one. You have to run every single right. second you gotta run off the ball. that clock. Right. you got to run the ball. Yeah, you have to. Forget scoring a touchdown, because if you score a touchdown, Brady's going back and scoring a touchdown too. What you have to do is just win the friggin' game right there. Use- so let's just do the math then, because I, I could understand they want to throw the end zone to get a touchdown on second down because the catch is in by surprise, and they basically had a touchdown, and we'll talk about what a catch is in a little bit here. But So if it's if it's two minutes and five seconds, you run on first down, and then now it's second down, and you're at the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. So you run again, and then um, and then it's going to be third down with what a minute twenty left, mm-hmm. and then you run again, and then you're down to help me. You know, forty seconds. Forty seconds. Oh wait, but they're going to get to call timeout at some point, so they can call timeout here. 
Yeah, would they, they call would it call time out. Yeah, so they would have like a minute, like a minute ten. Okay, so they'd have a minute ten, and then you kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. So they'd have a minute ten to still get in field goal range. Right, but they had two minutes. Right, but they didn't even have to use the sidelines. He all yeah, that's the, all the yards came over the middle. They didn't the, the, even bother worrying about the clock. The thing that pissed me off was on fourth down. I mean, it's like, can't you defend the sticks on fourth down? You really gonna let this guy catch the ball and then run for five more yards? Yeah, of course. Well, no, that wasn't. That was fourth down. Was they caught at the sticks? It was the one that get him into field goal range or closer field goal range, right? He caught the ball. I mean, you know, there was like no time left. If they have to, no, I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, there was no time to run another play. They had to kick the field goal. It had to be fifty-three yards. So the play before the field goal was like a catch and five-yard run. Yeah, right. Right, they got about five or six yards. And then he spiked it. They got nine yards. Then they oh, he spiked, spiked it. it. He spiked, spiked it. They spiked it with one second left. You got to so defend if you that. Stop that! If you stop those yards, then they, you, the field seconds. goal is too long. Yeah, if yeah. you stop those yards, the field goal is too long, right? Stop it on fourth and ten. And yeah. And the other thing is, the uh, and score a touchdown. So the story the of this game, I mean, other than the catch thing, but this, one of the stories of the game was Brady did it again. The Patriots did it again. They're great, right? But. Is he really great? I mean, he threw an interception at the end zone. No, no, no. Hold on. He okay. threw an interception on his friggin' game. The first play, he throws an interception, and the guy goes on. Un- he hits the ground so hard, he actually loses consciousness and drops the interception. This is a, a, on the last series. In the last series. Yeah, right, right. So, But before that, Brady throws an interception going into the end zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Which is a bad interception. I mean, uh,. I can't even remember. Did they only need a field goal at that point? No, they were up at that point. They would have gone up by eight. Oh, that, yeah. They, so they needed at least a field goal. Yeah. So yeah. any, any yeah. I don't. What, what was the score? The score was twenty-four, twenty-three. They were up. They were up. Yeah. Okay, so they would have went up by four if they if the they got goal. a field goal yeah. and eight if they get the touchdown. Right. So he throws an interception, right. and that was bad. But then, yeah, you're right. Then he throws another, you know, the duck that was intercepted basically, and the guy doesn't hang on to it. So, so that would have been the story of the game is that Brady kind of lost the game, but because of those, you know, because the guy dropped the ball, he won the game. And also the play in the end zone where, you know, oh, uh, Beckham catches catch the ball it. and then and then yeah. and then it comes out. Crap. Yeah. I mean, it was just every 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 little thing that that needed to happen for the Patriots happened for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, you know. Didn't matter how bad they played. They didn't cover the touchdown. Guy dropped the ball. They, uh, the, they, they didn't have enough time left on the clock. The Giants don't, don't run the ball at all in their, in their plays down by the end zone. Um, Which is just, they, I, I can't get over that play. They, um, and if they do, I mean, it came down to they needed every single one of those plays. They didn't have to use the sideline. So that was a huge factor. Don't underestimate that. The yeah. interception, the guy doesn't, you know, the guy holds on to the interception. Um, uh, it's game over. It's game over. Um, and he had it. He had it. It was intercepted. There's no reason he shouldn't have intercepted it. Anybody could have intercepted that ball. So, yeah, I mean, every last little break had to go the Patriots' way, and it did. Yep. Yep. And the long field will top it off. I I can't stand talking about the Patriots. (laughs) Well, they're only 9-0. I mean, it's not like, you know, we're – I think – They have some difficult games left. I mean, I, I guess. Yes. I think they're better off. Let them go undefeated and then have the pressure in the playoffs. Right. To stay undefeated. Uh, it's going to piss me off so much, though. Like, so we're the five seed, and 
Who's going to be the two then? The Bengals are still going to get the two, I guess, right? So the number one seed would be the Patriots. The two seed would be the Bengals. The three seed would be the Broncos. Although, I don't even know. Are, is it possible the Broncos just tank from here? Sure it's possible. Because, I mean, that's rough. Okay, but, but, but their offense wasn't lighting it up to win the games, though. It's the way to say. I didn't really I'll think about the, Beng- the Broncos tanking it more than I was thinking about the Bengals tanking it. But now that you say that, I mean, if you say it that way, then and we think we have a chance for the division if the Bengals. Start, I mean, we could end up the two, the two seed. seed. Yeah, we could actually end up the two. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because the Broncos' schedule coming up is actually difficult. They have the Bears at in Chicago, and all of a sudden the Bears are a good football team. Uh, then they have the Patriots. Oh, they played one good game. Come on. No, the Bears. The Bears are four and five. They played a bunch of good games. But the Bears have the revenge factor with the coach. Oh yeah, I know John, John Fox. Fox. Yeah. Um. Then uh. That, okay. Then the Broncos have the Patriots. They're going to lose that game. Then they have a couple division games. They have the Chargers and Raiders. Then they have us. Then they have the Bengals. The Broncos' schedule coming up. Actually, you know, the, the Broncos might, they might, they might actually beat the Patriots. They might not win another game. They could beat the Patriots, though. They could beat the Patriots, but they might not They might not win the division. I mean, the Chiefs have to feel good. They're three games back, and they got a game in hand on them, right? Because yeah. they beat them. No, they didn't beat them. Broncos beat them. Che- Remember, the Broncos beat them in that game. That was the one where uh, the guy fumbled. The guy fumbled in overtime. The no, Chiefs no, and the Broncos? Yeah, Chiefs and Broncos. The Broncos won. Remember? The, the, the Charles fumbles, and the guy returns it for a touchdown. Okay, that was like in the first game of the season? Like second, game, second week of the season. It was a Thursday game. Okay. Yeah. So, uh... But wait a second. What am I missing? Well, yeah, the, you know, the Chiefs are three games back, but... The no, Bron- but the Chiefs just beat the Broncos last week. Right, all right, so, yeah, right. So they're one and one now. Okay, but they got to feel good about it. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah, because they both only have they both have one division loss. So if the Broncos I don't like, losing, I mean, I don't like the Chiefs. I don't think they're a good team, but no. But you know, the Raiders could. The Raiders, are the other team that they could, you know, they could just as easily win the division. I mean, I know they That's lost. True. They lost this week to the uh, to the Vikings, but the Vikings are a sneaky good team. The Vikings but, are going to win their division. Uh, the Vikings are going to win their division, and somebody needs to figure out what happened to Green Bay. I want like a thirty for thirty in like five years about the you know the the two thousand and fifteen Green Bay Packers because I don't understand what happened. They were everybody knows what happened. Go ahead, they were six and zero. They were six and zero, and now all of a sudden they just yeah they tanked. But everyone what knows what happened. I don't know. This is you know what happened. The dick came out with that McDonald's oh. commercial, and he put the Packers <laughs> sweater on. Oh, I, thought you actually, sense. I thought you actually had some insight. Come on, man. Things, and I was like, oh, wait, maybe I'm That is the insight. Like, oh, yeah, it's a fact. This is like, I can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Here's the thing about the Packers. I mean, they came out 6-0. and But, you know, we, we complain and whine, if you will, about our best players going down, right? Well, they've lost their, you know, best player other than uh, Rodgers. They lost since Jordan State Nelson, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, think about that. Right, that's that's one of those trifectas, if you will. But they were six and zero without him. That's the thing. That's what I don't get. They were six and zero. They didn't have Jordan Nelson for the whole year. They were six and zero. They were fine. Yeah, they lost him in the play in the preseason game against us. Right, and before they, that. they still miss him though. They do I don't know him. what. Yeah, so yeah, no that's question. the only thing. That's the only explanation. And by the way, you want to talk about another team that might not win another game this year? Go take a look at Green Bay's schedule because they have the Vikings and they have the Bears. And I know you. I don't know. We I guess we disagree on the Bears, but I think the Bears are good. Yeah, the Lions again. They should win that one. That's a that's on uh, uh, Thanksgiving, but they. I'm sorry, that's not on Thanksgiving. That's a Thursday game. Um, 
They but they already lost to the Lions. Then they play the Cowboys with Romo. Then they play the Raiders. Then they play the Cardinals. Then they play the Vikings again. Their schedule is insane. And if they don't turn this thing around, I mean, you could they could seriously go they could go like eight and eight or something. It's crazy. But they're six and they're six and three. They could go eight and eight. That is crazy. But you know, the Bears they actually look good against the Rams. Maybe the Rams are that bad. But yeah. that was a very surprising game. Yeah, well, this, in St. Louis, they have that they have that kid uh, Jeremy Langford or whatever his name is, their new running back. He's good. He's yeah. good. And Cutler's all of a sudden playing good. Now, you know, that's not going to last. Cutler will throw. He'll have his three-interception game coming up. But um, but that's a team that they're missing their number one running back, and uh, Jeffries is out also? Or Jeffries? No, Jeffries no, back yeah. now. He's back. That's why they're starting to win. But he uh, oh, he was back last week? He's back last week, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they threw 37 up on St. Louis. That was I heard St. Louis is going to start Case Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum. Is that our boy? Is Case Keenum our boy? He he was uh he was a quarterback for Houston College and he was he, good. Did he play for the Chiefs? Was he the one that was going to beat the Chargers? And he played for Houston um, Texans as well last season. I don't know if he went to the Chiefs at all. We needed the Chiefs to win a game. Remind me of this. We needed the Chiefs to win a game. We were going. It was the year we started the year zero and four. We needed we needed the Chiefs to win. The last game of the season. The last game of the season. And they benched all their starters, but That's they right. had some backup come in who was good. And all of a sudden, he started lights it up. Then they end up losing that game to the Chargers. But the, oh, the With kicker the missed. missed. The frigging yeah. kicker missed a field goal. That was the suck up game. Yeah, the suck up game. But who was their quarterback? Was it Case Keenum? Shit, I don't remember. Now I gotta look this up. You gotta look it up. I don't think it was. What was his name? It's just the reason that uh, Steeler fans despise the, the Chiefs forever. And they lost twenty-seven. Oh, Chase Daniel, Chase, Case Keenum, Chase. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel's a hero, though. Um, all right. Anyway, we, we... You know who else looks good? Well, I guess they played the Saints, but the Redskins. Yeah. Well, have you seen uh, the stats of their quarterback in the last couple games? Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins? Just I mean, balling out yeah. of control over there. Can you count? Yeah, they put the Saints 40, defense? 47 points or something this week? Yeah, they threw up 47 on them. What the hell was that? They've I mean, been... that's... Yeah, they, they've been doing that to teams lately. But that's playing the Saints' defense. They've been giving that up uh, probably 40 points a week for the last three or four weeks. <laughs> and true. now, finally, uh, what's his name got fired? Yeah, right, oh, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Ryan. Yeah. yeah. The NFC is a weird weird conference because, you know, I don't know what to think of the Vikings yet. I, I can't figure them out. Like, are they good? I mean, I know they're 7-2, and two, but uh, I don't understand. I don't understand how they're 7-2. and two. They've won five is, in a row. I mean, I think you said it. I heard a lot of people say that they were going to be good this season. I didn't see it. Yeah, but they all. Then they lost to the they lost to the Forty ers in that first game of the year, and it was like, oh, okay, never mind, I was wrong. But since then, you know, they're seven and one. And yeah, I guess the Falcons had a bye week, but they were off to a hot start. But they're only six and three now. And they've lost their last two, including a loss to the Bucks. They've lost to the Bucks and Niners in consecutive weeks. In fact, they've lost three of four. Ooh, actually, that's a team trending way down. Listen to this: the, the Falcons lost to the Saints, thirty-one to twenty-one. I believe that was a Thursday night game. Then they beat the Titans, but they beat them ten to seven, which is insane. Jeez. Then they lost to the Bucks at home, and then they lost to the Niners two weeks ago. So that's a team trending in the wrong direction. Just strange because I don't think they have they, they haven't had any big injuries, right? They, I mean, Ryan's still there. Freeman, their running back, is still good. I mean, they have Julio Jones. You know, everyone laughs at the NFC East how they're going to have a losing record, win the division, but. If some of these teams like the Packers and the Falcons are really 
going down. Maybe the NFC East gets a division winner and a wild card. Yeah, or someone crazy makes the playoffs. You know, could the Bucks all of a sudden make a run and make the playoffs? Could the Bears? That's true. You know, and then we have end up we end up with teams like yeah, like the Packers missing the playoffs. I don't know. Are the Seahawks missing? I like well, the, the Rams. Are, the Seahawks so. are gonna miss. Yeah. They're four. They're four and five, and on the outside looking in. I thought the Rams were going to be the surprise team, but that was really disappointing against the Bears. Yeah, no, they're Jeff Fisher. Just can't can't win. He's a good coach, but he hasn't had a winning record in how long? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a little while. Well, he hung his fortunes on Sam Bradford, who never played. So that's kind of rough. And how about that trade, by the way? How about that trade? Sam Bradford for Nick Foles, straight up. The old, the old lose lose trade. Yeah. That's well, I guess Foles is benched now, right? Yeah, Foles and, is benched. Yeah, and, and Bradford's, Bradford's, Bradford's hurt. out with injury. Yeah, I mean, Brad, not that Bradford was good, but I'm interested to see Sanchez. But maybe we saw enough of him already. Yeah. Oof. I mean, the way they—I don't know if you saw any of that Dolphins Eagles game, but the way they lost that game, the Eagles. The ball gets batted up in the air, twenty yards in the air, comes and lands directly into a, a Dolphin guy's lap. They get a touchdown. Yeah, it's crazy. There are some crazy plays. Uh, what did you guys think about this, uh, the color rush thing that they're doing on Thursday night now? So last week they had, what, the Bills in all red? Yeah. Is the, it what you're talking about? The Bills and the, yeah, the Jets, Jets all in all green. green. So what's this week going to be? The Jags are wearing all gold, which looks like a barf color, and the Titans are wearing all baby blue. Uh, interesting. You, when you see the Jaguars uniforms tomorrow – <laughs> You'll see what I mean. It's, they're disgusting, you know. I mean, they need to try to get, uh, you know, at least another reason or two for people to watch Thursday night football, right? I, I guess <laughs> it's hard to watch sometimes. Although you, you hear the stuff about the color, people who are colorblind can't tell who has the ball or like what's uh, going on because there's not a white jersey out yeah. there for them. Like they, they, there's a someone put together a video of what it looks like for a colorblind person watching the game. It's impossible. You you actually can't like, especially on a kickoff. You have no idea what's happening. <laughs> That's bad. It's terrible. What about what if you're a player and you're colorblind? Yeah, I don't know. I guess you can't. Yeah, and Hopefully you know the, you're not the quarterback. And the NFL said the NFL the NFL didn't just say like we're going to stop. Like remember the year where they did the pink flag thing and everyone was like, hey, we'll cut it with the pink flag. And so like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was stupid. We're not going to do that anymore. Uh, no, they said the NFL goes even though colorblind people cannot watch the game. They go. Yeah, we're gonna look into this for next year when we do this. We'll see. Sorry, but we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it. But we'll look into it next year and we'll see. Sorry, don't watch this year. Discrimination. Even though uh, you shouldn't watch. I mean, just as a rule, you shouldn't watch this. Unless your team is. No, you shouldn't watch stupid crap like that. I don't watch football to see what kind of fancy ass uniform they can come up with. Okay, it, it's bad enough that they're playing games with all the all the all the uniforms in the league, okay, we don't even recognize some of them anymore. The Jaguars uniform looks terrible, looked better the way it was before. The Patriots, or not the Patriots, the, uh, the Bucks uniform looks terrible, looked better the way it did before. The, uh, the Dolphins uniform, same thing. Um, and, uh, uh, believe it or not, the Browns uniform was the worst uniform in the league. And they somehow managed to make it even worse than it was before. <laughs> it was they just they kept with the tradition in there, and they I think that's the one they did right because they're like you know this was terrible, and we're gonna make it we're gonna keep it terrible. We're actually we're so, gonna take it up a notch. You know, a, a league that it's one thing to say oh we're gonna do this throwback nostalgia thing. Okay, that was a real thing, but we're gonna do this 
this hideous color rush thing. Yep. Okay. You know, uh, I don't know. That, that just doesn't, that just, it just doesn't go with football. It's not a football thing. It's a fashion thing. Okay. So, you know, maybe take that over to Paris and maybe, you know, have some, uh, what is it? Louis Vuitton, uh, and some of those guys, you know, Yves Saint Laurent, uh, <laughs> and they can, we can, they can put on a game over there. Well, okay. okay. But let me ask you and this, we can sir. have the football players. Hey, we can have the football players come down to runway, you know, and do a little spin. Hey, what do you think of this <laughs> uniform? You know, they do. They... Here, okay. And we could just turn the, turn the whole football game into the pageantry, uh, the, the pageantry, that uh, the the the, uh, the NFL is looking for, okay? You know, uh, well, how do you feel about the um, how do you feel about the the college football uniforms? Because they in college it's far worse than the NFL. They change. They're disgusting. They change I was going to say the Oregon Ducks have a different uniform every week. It seems like. Well, a lot of teams are doing that now. They have a different uniform. So now more teams are doing it. Huh? You don't even know who you're watching. They, yeah. They're just tossing away decades of tradition. Where you when you look at something, I mean they're. You know, uh, why does Coca-Cola not change their logo? I know they change the can a little bit once in a while, but these guys have gone back to bringing back that curvy bottle that they had years ago because you know why? It's iconic. People identify with it. When you look at the Steelers uniform, it's instantaneously recognizable. That's how all the NFL uniforms used to Okay, and that's how a lot of the colleges, the famous colleges anyway, Used to be, and not, not not so much anymore. Just toss that away. No, we're gonna, you know, it's all merchandising. So I I've, I have a solution for the colorblind thing for Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So one team wears their like all gold, like Jaguars wear all gold, mm-hmm. and then the other team, uh, who are they playing again? Uh, they're playing the Tennessee Titans. Titans. They were they were they they will wear all white in the first half. In the second half, oh, everyone's got to change. Yeah. <laughs> Players gotta go in the locker room and change the uniforms. I like that. That's All two. That's two that potential jerseys the NFL can sell. There you go. So, yeah, that could work. All right, that's gonna do it for Steeler Country this week. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. The website is SteelerCountryPodcast.com. On that website, you can find links to uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/SteelerCountryPodcast. Or uh, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash SteelerCountry. If you do, you get notified. We do this podcast live every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, or sometimes a little earlier. But, again, you'll be notified there. We broadcast live on YouTube and Twitch. You can follow us or subscribe to our YouTube channel or Twitch channel. You'll be notified that way as well. And we will see you – we're doing a bi-week podcast. I don't know. Maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe we'll see you in two weeks. We'll find out.